Welcome. You're listening to the Seed to Source podcast. I'm Nicola Fisher, and this is my regular 10-minute podcast about my creative projects, my writing, photography, and my life as the wife of a blind wood turner. This week, I've been quite busy making a lot of headway with my plans. And although I've not got much done in terms of what you might call work or outcomes, um, I've spent quite a lot of time on my planning and I've been making lists of things that I want to do, been putting um, dates on things and really um, getting to grips with what the coming year might hold. And one of those things was adding some values on my website. And I've come up with three, which I think explain a little bit more about me and how my mind works, I suppose. Um, The first one is the unconventional life. And I think I've always had that, um, but I didn't necessarily appreciate it until I was in my late 40s. And I did um, one of these sort of psychometric tests on a website called howtofascinate.com. And I came out as the provocateur. And some of my strengths included being unconventional. And I'd always seen it as a negative. Um, I'd been told I was too unconventional. Um, and, you know, I needed to sort of blend in a bit more and um, be a bit more traditional. But it's not my default setting. Um I think, you know, I look at things and my automatic response is, well, isn't there another viewpoint or is there another way of doing that? Or why is it always being done like that? And why do those people all think that way when really I'm thinking this way? And it's not something I do deliberately, but it's just what happens in my head. So, um, The outcome of the psychometric test on howtofascinate.com was that I was, uh, my archetype was the provocateur. And I really liked that because um, it's, although if you, if you look up um, provocateur and get the dictionary definition, it has sort of negative connotations, um, you know, a bit militant, a bit sort of, um, fighting or you know challenging the establishment but that's not really um what it means for me it just means that I kind of look at the status quo and go well why and look at um other options and alternatives different ways of doing things so I ordered some business cards today for seed to source um took me forever because some of them are liked, and then when you start actually clicking on them, um, doesn't really work for one reason or another. So on the section where it said job description, I was trying to work out how do I describe myself, what do, um, what do I say, and it's I'm still working on that. Um, I'm an essence coach. Um, I'm a mentor, I'm um, a guide, um, 
can't remember what else I've had, but none of them really um, say what it is that I do. Um, so I've put provocateur because um, it made me smile. Um, and in many ways, I'm quite proud of that. It really reflects who I am. And I thought, well, if nothing else, it's going to um, generate questions. Um, what do you mean provocateur? And um, so that's what I've put as my job description. Um, so, yeah, I suppose my, for me, it is about um, challenging people and giving them a nudge and maybe seeing things that um, they don't see themselves and just showing them an alternative. Um, so, yeah. Um, that's one of the things in my value section. The other thing I've put in that section as well is that I'm a quiet rebel um, or I'm a rebel on the quiet. And I've always enjoyed um, kind of shocking the pants off people because I think when people meet me, they think that first impressions, maybe I'm a bit dull Um my clothes are pretty boring. I hate sh clothes shopping, really not interested in um, clothes at all. But I do like quirky stuff. So I like things like um, biker boots with chains on. Um, I like things that have a bit of drama about them. Um, but they're usually things that I just see um sort of a standalone items I don't it's I can't just go shopping for clothes and come up with them um but I might just see things randomly here and there but generally I hate sh I hate shopping for clothes um so people will think that there's not a lot going on or I'm just a bit boring um so I like doing things that maybe make them think whoa <laughs> um so at Christmas, um, well, in December, just before Christmas, I had my date pierced, which is part of your ear, um, sort of almost inside your ear um, in the middle. Um, and the year before, 12 months before, I had my helix pierced. And it's little things like that that I do um, because it's just sort of my way of expressing my inner rebel. And to a lot of people, it might not really be that much, um, but it's just the unexpected. Um, a lot of the time, people wouldn't expect me to do that. And so, yeah, I, I get a bit of a kick out of doing things like that. Um, the other things that I value are creativity and flow. I think creativity is massively important to connecting with who we really are um, because creativity takes us into this state of flow and I think it's in that state that we really tap into our soul, our higher self, that part of us that is divine and connected to the wider um, cosmic divine as well. So that's something that is really important for me and my my main um, creative outlet 
is photography, but I do other things as well. I love making stuff and I love baking um, and just doing things where you have something tangible at the end of it that you can say, I made that. And often it's taking a blank piece of paper, as it were, and making a picture out of it. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's really important. And the third thing is living seasonally. And I struggle with the term slow living. Um, it doesn't resonate with me, although I do um, I do like a lot of the things that fall underneath the umbrella of slow living. But um, this is my unconventional bit coming out. It kind of isn't the term that I want to use. So living seasonally is kind of embracing a simpler way of life. It's hibernating a little in winter when the days are shorter and the nights are longer. Um, it's watching the seasons unfold, um, watching plants shoot, develop shoots and flowers and um, evolve throughout the year. And I do think that living seasonally is one of the really big factors and the big solutions to um, global warming and climate change. And I think if we actually adopted the seasons again um, and we ate seasonally and just took what happens in nature as our guide, I think it would resolve a lot of the issues. Um, that's my simplistic view of global warming um, and climate change. Who knows if I'm right, but I do think it would help. So those are what I've done this week. I've put those on the website. Um, and I've got a few other things that I want to do. Um, so I'm just working my way through them. So that's all for today. I shall be back with another podcast soon and look forward to speaking to you then.